Welcome to the Bolstered Up Sports Podcast. I'm Brian Bolster. Please follow me on Instagram at bolstered underscore up underscore sports and on Twitter at BS underscore takes. Please share, rate, review, and subscribe. I appreciate all of the support. Today, I'm joined by Jay the Plug from the Fantasy Football Plug Podcast. You can find him on Twitter. Find him on Instagram at the FF Plug Podcast. He also just launched a YouTube channel. He's got a lot of great things going on. Make sure to check him out. In this episode, we dive into our draft from the For the Win Fantasy Football League what he likes, what he dislikes about my team, and we talk our week one matchup. This is a great one. I hope you all enjoy. All right, Jay, how are you doing today? What's up, bud? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I appreciate you joining, showing some of your fantasy football knowledge with me and the listeners. I know we can all stand to learn a lot. So I got to go ahead and just say, you know, we're both in the For the Win Fantasy League together we just drafted last night what was kind of your overall takeaway from the draft man I mean shout out to for the win of course for putting on this league but the draft went pretty well I mean I was I was pretty surprised like everybody was on their game pretty quick what I liked is that the picks were going pretty fast that was that was awesome that was I was like oh crap man I might be in over my head in this one (laughs) but uh it was a blast, man. I mean, you know, I always throw out because, like, in every league except the one that I'm in with Heart to Start, if you've seen them, right before it started, it put everybody random, and it put me at ninth. It's like it's the first time in so many leagues that I was at anywhere other than the top three or four. But, yeah, in this one, I got the number one spot, too. So, <laughs> got real lucky there. Yeah, I'm sure it made it just really clear for you, at least I would imagine, for the number one pick. Like, if it was me – there's really not any thought about it. It's Christian McCaffrey. Sure, he might not produce like he did last year, but even if he reduces his production by like 20%, he'll probably still be the number one running back in the league. So I think that's the safest pick imaginable. How did you feel about having that number one pick? Because I know some people really love it, and some people hate it because you had those big gaps between picks. Yeah, the number one pick, the number one pick now this season is easy you get the number one pick I mean it's like it's like back whenever LT was playing or like CJ2K you know it was when you get that number one pick you're like done no problem like you get excited for it before McCaffrey came and put on that slaughter um it was it was stressful because you had all these players up in the air that you could pick from so now the number one pick is awesome like I I love it but before I would rather get probably three or four, or dead last to where I can get somebody else coming on the turn. And I'd have basically let everybody make my decision for me. So Yeah, I've always liked being towards the very end. I've had the number one pick once ever. And it was <laughs> the year that David Johnson was like the consensus number one pick. So I was like, all right, that's easy. I'll pick David Johnson first week, breaks his wrist, done. And I was like, I never want this number one pick again. <laughs> I was done with it. And in this league, I was drafting eight, which I just wasn't really sure how it was going to go. And this league obviously was focused on running backs. And I think 11 out of the first 12 picks were running backs, if not maybe even 14 out of the first 15. It was pretty crazy. And 
I just did a couple mocks before, and in my mocks, I had never gotten Miles Sanders. And that's who I ended up drafting. And I was – I think I took until about three seconds because it was between him for me. It was between him, Chubb, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, and Josh Jacobs. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I have no idea what to do. And I was like, off the top of my head, I cannot name the Philadelphia Eagles backup and he's not a rookie. <laughs> so I'll go with Miles Sanders. Like, you know what I'm saying? What do, what do you yeah. think about Miles Sanders? Because it's a PPR league. So out of those that you've just named, I have no problem with that pick at all. Toward the end, Miles Sanders, no issue. The only other one I might have thought of in that list that you just made of, of what, let's see, Chubb, Jacobs, who else was there, I think? Sanders, uh, and then Sanders. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. And Clyde so, Edwards-Hilaire is like the one that I've heard he might be the best player, and then it's like he's a rookie. I, I don't know. It's yeah. not proven yet. Now, me, he's from LSU, and I'm from Louisiana, so go Tigers and who that. But CEH, I'm big. I'd, I'd rather take a – if I'm going to take a rookie, I want it in the second round or after. But, like, so I think you, you're okay there because, I mean, it's, un, it's unproven. Um, and then Sanders, he's going to be catching a lot of balls out of the backfield. Wentz likes doing those dink and dunk. And Sanders, if you watch his, if you watch his reels – Man, and that's one thing I love whenever the season's about to start is watching all these guys before I do drafts because it's just as fun. But Sanders is a – he's not a one-trick pony. He can do a lot. Uh, Jacobs is going to be good. Of course, they're going to feed him the ball a lot. I don't see him catching a lot of balls out of the backfield. They just brought in Lewis Riddick. So – or not Lewis Riddick. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, Riddick. Was it Lewis Riddick? Or is that the announcer? That's the announcer. <laughs> I, I, and uh, what you said, too, I was like, yeah, I don't know the first name. <laughs> but it's Riddick. Riddick. Yeah, Riddick, Ron Riddick, and you saw what he did with the Lions last season. So, I mean, he caught a lot of balls out of the backfield. So, you know, they're going to stifle Jacobs catching anything in PPR league. So, I think he made the right decision there for sure. Well, that definitely makes me feel a little bit better about it. I mean, I, me personally, oh, I, I think – Not to interrupt you, I'm sorry, but we're playing each other this week. So, I mean, I could be playing. Uh, I know, that's what I'm saying. You're just trying to get my hopes up before you destroy them week one. But, you know, me personally, like – as far as football goes, I think Nick Chubb is the best running back out of those guys. But having Kareem Hunt just made me worry a little bit. And then Josh Jacobs, I like. But he had some shoulder issues. And just like you mentioned, in a PPR league, he doesn't quite bring that added value in terms of reception. So, you know, I went with Miles Sanders. I guess we'll see how it goes. Now, were there any particular draft picks or maybe just trends in our draft that really stood out to you, shocked you? Anything like that? Nothing really shocked me, and I'll be completely honest, man. I'm trying to remember everything that happened. The the running backs, like you were saying, that's probably the most surprising thing, like that many running backs in the first round. Like I'm big on, you know, heavy running back, like two running backs in the first two rounds and then start, you know, stacking up receivers and tight ends and stuff. I've got a specific way that I draft, but to see that many go before some of these, like, wide receiver ones – Everybody wants a good running back, I guess. I mean, it's just because it's, it's, you know, it's the, it's the best Halloween candy to get handed. That's basically it. Like, you've got, <laughs> you've got, like, the jawbreakers and the bubble yum and all this stuff that you get that you always want, and then you've got, like, candy corn. Does that make sense? Like, some of these running backs, to me, are like candy corn when you could be grabbing, like, that, that, that caramel apple of a wide receiver that, that late in, like, the first round even and coming back. But everybody just likes to have that safety of a running back regardless of who they are. So, I mean, I kind of get that, but I would have gone 
toward the end of the toward the end of the the first round, I would have started looking at more of those wide receiver ones. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was considering even Julio and honestly even Tyreek Hill a little bit with that eighth pick, but seeing all the running backs, I was like, I've got to go ahead and grab one. And then yeah. I was surprised that I mean, I think Michael Thomas might have went fourth, fifth in our league. But then after that, and after I picked even, I don't think another wide receiver went until, like, Julio did it 14th. Like, I thought I was getting pumped. I thought he was going to end up falling all the way to me at 17th. I was getting excited. So, that – I mean, that definitely surprised me. I've heard of people going running back heavy. But mm. – and I guess once that kind of swing goes and it's like, well, everybody's making their move on a running back, you you know, it's that decision yeah. point. You kind of got to go with one. So, I, you know, I, <laughs> I still ended up with just Mark Ingram as my RB2. So, that's my that's one bad. concern. That's, that's my one bad. concern. I, I do think the rookies and <clears throat> J.K. Dobbins, and I would even throw Jonathan Taylor, I think they're getting a little too much love right now since they both have established running backs there. I'm not saying the team – I mean, the team invested in them in the second-round pick, but, like, sure. Marlon Mack and Mark Ingram are pretty – established guys I just don't see the rookies completely being the workhorse for those teams but you know if we look specifically at your team what do you feel best about other than Christian McCaffrey I'll just take that one out of the way for you (laughs) what do you feel best about and what is your biggest question mark moving into week one about your team man I gotta say like I'm trying to remember exactly I'm, I'm kind of remembering when I drafted these guys but I love that Kenny Galladay makes it back to me Every draft for my wide receiver one, because that dude, he produces even without Matt Stafford. Now that Matt Stafford is healthy and coming back, I mean, this dude's going to eat. Um, I know you got Marvin Jones there, and Hawkinson is probably going to get some targets and stuff, but Kenny Galladay, is, I'm just so happy about that. And then waiting for as long as I did for a tight end and getting Hayden Hurst, I'm really, really pumped about that. My main thing that, that you know, my question, and <laughs> – I'm going to sound crazy for this, but like my, my running backs on my bench, I've got Antonio Gibson, who I'm kind of excited about because of everything happening with guys, Jordan Howard. I don't know. He's produced in so many different places, but he always ends up losing the job for some reason. And to be honest, I have no idea why, like, is it because of injury? I've, I don't really remember many times that Jordan Howard got hurt, but, um, I think my biggest question is going to be Kashawn Vaughn now. Like, if you look at my old stuff, like, that was my – I called it the, the, the plug prospect. I figured he was going to be the guy, but now they're all praising Ronald Jones. I still believe that I got something good in Vaughn because he's very good at pass blocking. So – and if you know Arians, he loves a blocking back. And if a guy's blocking and then he breaks out, Brady loves those dink and dunk passes. I mean, circa James White. But that's my biggest question for me. The rest of it, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm happy with. I think I'm okay with it. What about yours, man? How you feel about yours? Uh, you know, I, I do feel pretty good. I think the question mark for me so is, is running back. I feel really good about my wide receivers. But I just wanted to touch on your team a little bit. First of all, I thought you, I think you had the back-to-back picks of Chris Carson and Kenny Galladay. I think great picks right there, especially Chris Carson. If he just cannot fumble the football. And then he won't have to share the load as much. But he's so talented. He's a beast. But the fumbling, I really wanted Hayden Hurst, and you got him before me. Um, so oh, sniper man. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that that was true with that pick. And then I think you hit the nail on the head with Keyshawn Vaughn. Like Ronald Jones, I love him because you know I'm a big USC fan, 
So he's out of SC, was a second-round pick. And in college, he lit it up. He's absolutely explosive. So he's always a guy that's going to get a lot of positive momentum over the offseason. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you're, you're running in shorts. He's the fastest guy out there. You know, those sorts of things. Yeah. And you brought up a great point with Brady. Like, Brady loves to dump off passes to his running backs. And even if you're high on Ronald Jones, like, that's not him. The dude, like, just learned how to catch the football when he got to the NFL. He is still, like, just not there. So, I think Keyshawn Bond definitely could end up taking over the number one role there and then, obviously, add value in terms of receptions in the PPR league. Now, in terms of my team, (laughs) I almost went, like, heavy homers. So, first of all, like, Miles Sanders, I feel pretty good about. Tyreek Hill, I feel great about if he can stay healthy. Mark Ingram, you know, it's a bit of a question mark there as an RB2. I'd like to feel a little bit better about that. But then, so I picked Juju Smith-Schuster. I think it was uh, late in the third round, which at that spot, I feel pretty good about. I think the way the draft was going, I wasn't going to be able to wait. Um, But he's a guy, like, last year I had him on my team. And another guy out of USC. And last year specifically, it was the auction draft, which I'm not sure if you've done those. Those can be difficult. It was, it was my first auction draft. So, first of all, I completely screwed it up in a multiple ways. My team recovered, made the playoffs, but no chance of winning. Long story short, I spent a lot of money on Juju Smith-Schuster. Obvious mistake with Big Ben going down. And then I didn't even spend all my money. Like, I didn't realize that how front-loaded you should do your draft in an auction draft. And I ended up, like, towards the end there, I had so much money that people wouldn't even bet with me. So, like, you know, because I was going to win. So then I ended up with, like, 25 bucks I didn't even spend. I was like, oh, I'm a, like, I better make the playoffs or I'm just going to catch so much crap for this. But, you know, I love Zach Ertz. I feel like I got a lot of my guys is the thing. Like, I'm still a big believer in Brady and the Arians offense. They got so many weapons. Juju. One of my guys, Zach Ertz. I love Zach Ertz. I love Tyler Lockett. I honestly, I kind of wanted to pair Russell Wilson with him. I always like doing that. I know some people are like really for that. Some people, you know, you don't want to do that because obviously it's higher risk, higher reward. But I feel really good about the team. Running back is the obvious question mark. But I do feel really good about Zach Moss. I really think he's going to end up taking that job in Buffalo. Now, I don't think he's going to be a super flashy guy, but I think he could end up being a guy that I could play in the flex or if Mark Ingram starts to lose his job, he can maybe get me 10 points a game in Buffalo. I mean, what do you think about Zach Moss? I agree with you. You know, I'll, I'll be honest. Whenever they uh, drafted Zach Moss, I was already kind of – Singletary didn't get the ball a whole lot. Even though they say that it's a, it's a running offense, I hear that all the time and I'm like – I mean, maybe for Allen, but – Moss is going to go in there as the Frank Gore role, but Moss has – Moss is a better running back than Singletary. He is. And no, no real slight on Singletary because Singletary is good, but I think Zach Moss is going to end up taking that job or he's going to fade Singletary enough to where, yeah, you could definitely probably start him in your flex after probably the first week or two because they're going to see what he can do. Um, he's going to definitely be the goal line back, that's for sure. So, yeah, Moss is definitely – he's moved up on my, my board, my rankings a lot. So, that's definitely a good pick. Whenever I see Zach Moss on a team, I'm like, I should have got him. 
<laughs> well, I definitely feel good about it, and especially that last point. Like, I feel like even if Devin Singletary does bounce back, you know, he's gotten some negative attention this this offseason, not for anything wrong. I mean, some fumbling issues. But right. I think when it comes down to the goal line, it's definitely going to be Zach Moss. I mean, right. Singletary, he's got some skill, but he's – I think they list him at 5'7". And, like, uh, you know, I mean, he's just not a big back. He he's – uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, so I feel pretty good about that. Now, is there any part of my team that you have a major question mark or, you know, like the Juju pick, would you have never made that in a million years? Oh, man, no, no, no. You did. I'm totally fine with the Juju pick. Roethlisberger's back. He's healthy. Juju's going to be the number one. He's going to be the A-B. Deontay Johnson is going to be the new Juju. Um, and then – I don't – I'm not touching any of the running backs except maybe Anthony McFarland from Pittsburgh. That's – there's a little plug for you. He's uh, – I think Connor's something – he just can't stay healthy and McFarland's going to take over. Anyway, my thing – man, you're strong at tight end. You're good – I mean, to be honest, I think you're just fine at running back. Mark Ingram is going to eat. He's healthy. You saw what he did last season. He – I mean, what, 10 touchdowns on the ground? And he can catch the ball out of the backfield. So, I mean, I'm not worried about him, but – um, Robbie Anderson would be the only thing that – and the thing is, is you probably picked him up pretty late, I think. He was late for me. He was the last receiver I picked, I think. Okay. Then, yeah, I mean, I really don't have any issue with your team at all, man. Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill. I mean, I would pick him over a lot of the receiver. I mean, seriously, to me, if Tyreek Hill is healthy, I'm, he's my number two receiver. The more I think about it and the more I look into it, I mean – you know, they talk about Devontae Adams, which he's a great receiver, and he's got Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Rodgers, they're going more toward the run. I mean, he can try and say he wants to prove something that he wants, but then you got Lafleur, who's going to screw that up for him. So, I mean, yeah, Tyreek Hill, perfect. Zach Ertz is going to eat. Um, only thing that worries, about, uh, worries me about Ertz is Goddard, but they've proven that they can be a good tight end tandem. So, I, I really like your team. I love Lockett. Love Lockett. Love him. But, um, uh, you know – I'm good with everybody. Tevin Coleman would be the only thing that I would – that's somebody I, I normally wouldn't grab is Tevin you Coleman. You didn't see – see, my thought, again, especially late in the draft, I try to take swings for the fences. So, Robbie Anderson, sure. I definitely understand the downside. Like, I was sitting there, I had a, a buddy with me, and I was like, Teddy Two Gloves doesn't really push the ball vertically. And that's, like, basically all Robbie Anderson does. So, I'm like, ah, I'm not sure about that, but he might have some explosive plays. Yeah, um, he's going to have a couple, I'm sure. There's going to be some games where this dude is going to go crazy ham and you're going to be like, yeah, glad I had him. He's going to go off like four points. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe be on your bench, but still, you could use him as trade bait. That's okay. true. And then with uh, Coleman, you know, my thought was, well, going into the season last year, he was the guy that they wanted to be the main back. Now, he's obviously – he's had injury issues. I get that. But – I think he has some big boom potential. Obviously, the bust potential is there. But, you know, my strategy, again, is kind of like swing for the fences. If anything happens to Mostert, you know, I think Coleman could end up hitting. That's true. Very true. Yeah, I mean, it, you're right. I mean, it's a, it's a swing for the fence kind of play. And, I mean, he's on your – you know, he's basically a backup. So, you can't – I mean, what can it hurt? Um, he's definitely a phenomenal receiver. So, in a PPR league, definitely good to have. Uh, McKinnon is playing now. Like, he hasn't been hurt. That's the thing that I'm looking at, too, because Shanahan loves McKinnon, loves him. Like, I don't know why – I don't know why he's still there. Like, I mean, it's just – that's just money they're throwing away. No, I completely agree, and that was kind of my thought on it was, like, yeah. I just don't understand it from his time with the Vikings. Like, 
I've never seen a running back have so much hype with so little production and the injuries. Like, just like you said, I can't believe they didn't cut him. Like, he's the only running back that can sustain multiple lower leg major, like season ending injuries. And like, he still just gets to ride the pine and make his money. It's pretty impressive, honestly. But, you know, honestly, until McKinnon actually does something, like, I'm just not going to put much stock into it. Yeah, and me saying that, it's just like, you know, he's there. If Yeah, if anything happens to Mostert, Coleman is going to be the guy. They're going to do – I mean, it's, it's a, it's a two-back tandem, so Mostert's not really much of a catch, like, you know, a receiving back. So, I mean, it could end up being something like a Ingram and Kamara whenever they were both there. Out of anybody on your team – that's the only one I would really question, really. I think you've got a pretty solid team, man. I, I like Darius Slayton, too. I think Slayton's going to eat. I, Danny Dimes is going to want to try and start being a gunslinger. That's another reason yeah. why I'm not really high on Barkley. I'm just, I'm just not. I don't know why. I'm just – I don't – Their O-line sucks. <laughs> like, it's he can bad. be talented, and he'll still get his, but the O-line is just bad. So, I yeah. agree with you right there. And then, lastly, let's get to our week one matchup. And start with the Brady-Breeze duel. Immediately, we get to see Tom Brady thrown into the NFC South. He's going against the Saints, the favorite for the division. How do you think Brady and Breeze will be this year? How do you think that week one matchup will go? I think the matchup is going to be – I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. Um, I mean, Brady can't, <laughs> Brady can't really mess up. I mean, all he's got to – he can literally go like this throw the ball, and somebody's going to catch it. Gronk's there. <laughs> Evans, Godwin. Now the backfield's finally starting. You know, you got somebody in Vaughn who can catch the ball out of the backfield. You even got Bright still. O.J. Howard, regardless of how crappy he was last season, he's still a – he's a good tight end. It's just with Arians, he's not a tight end. He doesn't use tight ends. But now he's got Gronk, so I think he's going to change that a little bit. But, yeah, Brady – man, it, Brady <laughs> – he couldn't have gone to a more stacked team. I think it's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be really, really – it's probably going to be one of the most watched games this season, I think, when they play each other. Easy. The, you know, the Saints, that's my – I mean, I can't say enough good things about them. They're, they're the Saints. They, they, they have everybody from last season. Now they have Emmanuel Sanders. It's, it's almost like you've got two teams that if you put them on a, on a scale, I mean, they're dead even as far as offense goes. Now, their, their defense, I hate to say it, but Bay has proven that they're just good in all, everywhere. With Shaq Barrett, with Devin White, um, you know, they're, they're awesome everywhere. And the Saints are starting to pick things up as well. But for some reason, they have all this awesome secondary stuff, but it's like, okay, how the hell are we getting scored on so much? You know, we can score like crazy, but <laughs> we don't hold people to low scores. Tampa Bay has. So... Yeah, I agree with you. Like, I think the Saints secondary gets a little bit overrated because of Lattimore, and he's awesome. But obviously, he's just one guy. I agree with you, high-scoring game, even though it's early, but because just like you brought up, the Tampa Bay defense is pretty sound, especially the front seven, really good. Their secondary, at least last year, was one of the worst in the league. So I think Breeze will have a chance. We've seen him for the past couple seasons light people up in the beginning of the year. So I definitely think that we're going to see that. All right, and then lastly, you got a prediction. I know I don't know if you're big into projections. I know some people are, and some people are like, screw you, Matthew Barry. I know best. And in projections, <laughs> I'm supposed to take you down 116 to 111. What do you think? 
no, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, look, <laughs> I like you, Brian. I like you, man. But no, I mean, they can put projections all they want. There's no, it's not. <laughs> I mean, just like you said, the secondary at Tampa Bay is rough, and Breeze is going to air it out. I've got McCaffrey. Carson's playing Atlanta. Atlanta's pretty rough. Galladay's against Chicago. I mean, you can just break it down. Now, you've got, you've got Ingram against Cleveland, Miles Sanders against Washington. Man, this is <laughs> – I can see why with where, who your team, like all your players are they're going up against, I can see why they might have you a little bit higher than me. But Yeah, uh, I think part of it is just that, like the match – like I've got Juju against the Giants. Like <laughs> if Big Ben's back, they're going to torch him. And Tyreek Hill against Houston, like, I can see the matchups. I will say, I definitely think your team has a higher floor, 100%. I think my team is going to go up and down this year. So it'll be fun. It's going to be an interesting season. I can't wait for week one. And, you know, I got to say, I hope the projections are right. Well, I bet you (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, not me. I'd, um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to week one, man. I'm coming for you. Yes, sir. And then before we go, before I get you out of here, make sure you tell everybody where they can find you, what kind of cool things you got going on. Um, let's see. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, of course. Um, that's what I normally mess with. I've got a Twitter, but I don't really mess with that stuff. You can find me at um, the FF Plug Podcast on, on Instagram. Um, same thing, uh, FF plug one on Twitter. If you want to check me out there, it's, if y'all can go, um, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, basically anywhere you can, uh, subscribe to a, a podcast. I appreciate it. Leave a review if you don't mind, go subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's one thing I'm trying to build up as much as I can. Cause I'm starting to do a lot more interviews. Um, something I've started doing and you'll see soon. I've actually with, uh, complicated Kai, he's released a couple videos. I'm going to put some more on. I'm, interviewing these guys that I meet that are their stories are awesome trying to get into the league and I want to do whatever I can to try and help them to get noticed a little bit more so I'm doing interviews with that I've got an interview coming up on September 8th with Delvin Bro the the uh defensive back from the Saints for a couple from a couple years ago his story is unbelievable like I can't wait to put that out and I've got a couple more things going on gonna be with uh gonna get to interview Marcus Grant soon um Jamal Anderson. I've been in touch with a couple of them. So got a few things popping off. So make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel so you guys can check those out. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to it. And just to let the people know, this man has an interview with Marcus Allen, USC great, Raider great. Like you got to check that out. I'm still in awe of that. Just incredibly impressive. And then you've been producing a lot of podcast episodes, like breaking down every team in the NFL, right? all their relevant fantasy pieces. So you guys definitely have to check that out. And Jay, again, I appreciate you. Brian, my pleasure, man. Thank you so much for having me, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the Bolstered Up Sports Podcast. I'm Brian Bolster. Please follow me on Instagram at bolstered underscore up underscore sports and on Twitter at BS underscore takes. Please share, rate, review, and subscribe. I appreciate all the support. And guys, I've got a lot more coming, breaking down the NBA playoffs as we head towards the finals. And I'm so excited to get to the NFL and college football season. A lot of great stuff to come. Stay tuned.